A chef recommends eating your Christmas tree for a source of vitamin C. An ancient Nazi map sparks a treasure hunt in the Netherlands. And a man in a standoff promised to surrender after eating a Hot Pocket. These are the weird stories for Monday on the Weird AF News Podcast. The only daily weird news podcast in the whole wide world, guys. In the whole world. Wee! A chef encourages people to eat their Christmas tree for some vitamin C benefits. Someone sent me this story and I was thrilled because... You guys know how I feel about just chucking that Christmas tree on the side of the sidewalk after the holidays are over. What a waste. A tree in a bag. It makes me lose my mind when I see that. Well, now apparently you can just eat your Christmas tree. It has vitamin C benefits, according to this chef. Um, Now, I went to the link, and it's a video of the chef talking about it, so I can't exactly uh, play that on the podcast. But basically... A chef is encouraging people to snack on your, you know, certain parts of your Christmas tree. And I was curious, I was, do people really do this? I mean, it seems like a lot of work. Much easier to just eat a, an orange or a grapefruit. And then I thought, let's take it to a whole new level. I'm going to Google ways in which you can eat your Christmas tree. And you won't believe this. An article came up called Eight Ways to Eat Your Christmas Tree. It was published this month. And so I'm going to run through this. This is some ways you can eat your Christmas tree. If you're into it, all right? This article begins by saying, Christmas trees are edible. Who knew? Well, the concept is not entirely new. But before you get adventurous with your Christmas tree in your kitchen, you need to know how the tree was grown. You want a tree grown without any chemical interference from fertilizers or pesticide sprays. You want a very clean and healthy tree, a free-range tree, I recommend, If you don't know the origins of your Christmas tree, do not use it. Says here, the other important piece of information to note before eating your Christmas tree is that trees with soft pine needles are best for use in the cooking. Trees with pin-sharp needles are not a very good idea. So when the decorations are down and the lights are off for another year, you can get cracking and put your Christmas tree to good use in the kitchen. So without further ado, here are eight different ways you can eat Your Christmas tree. I assume this also applies to your Christmas wreath. Number one, you can make pine honey. Stir it into organic honey in a sterilized jar. Seal and leave for at least one month before using to allow the flavor to infuse. Number two, make pine tea. Strain hot pine tea into a mug and flavor with honey, fresh ginger, and lemon. All that vitamin C makes a very good winter cold buster. You can also use... This to make a fresh pine jelly. Use the strained cold pine tea as part of the sweet syrup to make a festive pine-flavored jelly. Pine jelly is similar to mint jelly. It will go with cold meats, especially spiced beef, really well. Number four, roast your fish on a bed of fresh pine. Snipped sprigs of rinsed and dried fresh pine make a great bed for roasting a whole fish. Lay the pine sprigs on a large roasting tray as you would with fresh rosemary sprigs. Put the fish on top, butter, and season the fish before roasting in a preheated oven till the flesh comes away from the bone easily. Number five, infuse your roast chicken with the scent of Christmas. That's right. Use fresh pine sprigs to stuff the cavity of a free-range chicken with a halved onion and an apple. This will infuse flavor in chicken juices for the gravy, as a matter of fact. Number six, add pine to your bread. Yeah, put it in your bread. Bread makers can use chopped soft 
leavened pine needles to sprinkle over bread with crunchy sea salt before baking. This all sounds pretty good, actually. Number seven is barbecue with pine. If you're planning a festive barbecue during the holidays, throw a few pine needles over the coals to infuse the air and your food with fragrant forest scents. Number eight, the last one. Use fresh pine to hot smoke a salmon filet. Place sprigs of pine in the base of a dry wok or deep saucepan to cover the bottom. Put a wire rack over the top and lay your seasoned fish fillets on this. Cover with a lid and smoke over a gentle heat till the fish is just cooked through. Fresh salmon can be cooked a little bit pink in the center, which retains moistness. Finally, it says here, after Christmas, when your tree has seen better days, you can actually burn the branches on an open fire. Even the most dried out tree will send nostril twitching aromas around the house as it burns. A useful and very pleasant end to your investment. Well, after reading this, I'm not sure why I was so shocked to learn that you can eat your Christmas tree. Um, it's sort of like rosemary in a way, right? You're just kind of using the sprigs, basically. You're not chopping up the wood and not that I thought you'd do that either, but you know, I'm not that bright. I was kind of like, oh, you eat the whole tree? Oh, you cook a tree stew? How does this work? <laughs> but it's nice to know you can kind of recycle your tree. It doesn't have to just be chucked onto the curb, which I think is a terrible way to treat it and to treat the earth, to be honest with you. How much water goes into making that tree? How long it takes for that tree to grow to adulthood? And then you're just going to chuck it on the curb? I think it's horrible. It's a terrible thing to do. It's abuse. It's abuse, I say. Now, I say all this to say because I know some of you probably have your tree in your house still and you're thinking about chucking it, but just let it be known. You can eat the damn thing. So get to it. Have yourself a nice Christmas tree smoothie. Pick the needles out of your teeth. You'll be on the toilet for a whole damn week. Yay! An old Nazi map sparks treasure hunting in the Netherlands. An old map believed to mark the exact spot where German soldiers hid treasures worth millions of euros during World War II has sparked the imagination of amateur treasure hunters in the Netherlands this week. Armed with metal detectors and shovels, groups wandered through the fields surrounding rural Omeren in the east of the country after this map was made public by the Dutch National Archive earlier last week. The National Archive says the map is believed to indicate where Nazi soldiers had hidden four large boxes filled with diamonds, rubies, gold, silver, and all sorts of jewelry which they had looted after an explosion at a bank in 1944. This map was obtained from a German soldier shortly after the war by the Dutch Institute that was tasked with tracing German capital in the Netherlands after the country was freed from Nazi occupation in 1945. The research file which held the map was released last week as the maximum period of 75 years during which it could be held confidential had lapsed. Although the existence of the treasure could never fully be confirmed, the Institute undertook various failed attempts to find it in 1947, according to the National Archives spokeswoman. Here's a quote from her. Well, we don't know for sure if the treasure existed, but the Institute did a lot of checks and found this story to be reliable. But they never found it. And if the treasure existed, the treasure might very well have been dug up already by... Well, maybe Indiana Jones. 
It says here, but the small chance of finding any valuables at all did not deter the amateur gold diggers from seeking this Nazi treasure. I see groups of people with metal detectors everywhere. Like a lot of people, the news about this treasure made me go look for myself. I'm not going to lie. The chance of the treasure still being here after 70 years is very small, I think, but I want to give it a try. A former mayor of the area, who now runs the foundation that owns the lands that might hide this Nazi treasure, says he's seen people from all over the country. He has a map with a row of three trees and a red cross marking a spot where a treasure should be hidden really sparks the imagination now, doesn't it? Well, anyone who finds anything will have to, of course, of course, reported to us, so we'll see. But I wouldn't expect it to be easy. After all, it was hidden by the Nazis. Ooh, I love stories like this. Treasure hunting. Isn't that exciting? Getting a map and going out there with your shovel and your metal detector? It sounds like a nice, fun adventure. I'd imagine, though, you have to be very careful. If the Nazis were hiding treasure, you have to assume they're going to be booby-trapped in some way. Sounds like there's a lot of citizens that don't give a damn about that, though. They're just running out there with their shovel. They could have used this whole incident to create a reality show. That probably would have been cool. You know, the search for the Nazi treasure. Da-da! You know, and you get some contestants in, and they have to try and find it and avoid landmines. Oh, how exciting. <laughs> I mean, I'd watch that. I'm going to post a link to this map in the show notes of the podcast. And if any of you go out there using the map I posted and find something you got to here's the deal you got to split it with me i need a little bit of this all right maybe i can afford a second closet to record in that'd be pretty sweet okay can we agree thank you Yay. a felon in a standoff surrenders finally after eating a hot pocket hot pocket saves the day man this took place in yakima washington which is such a funny name for a city yakima y a k i m a hilarious it says here, a man is in custody after a standoff in Yakima. The Yakima PD shared a message on Facebook while it was going on saying, please stay away from this area due to a breaking incident. It doesn't indicate whether it's a business or a residence. They later updated on the Facebook page that the incident involved a man with multiple felony warrants. So he was already wanted. Um, he was desperate. He locked himself in a building. Police at the scene reported on their radios that the man needed to smoke a cigarette and eat a Hot Pocket before he came out and surrendered, finally. <laughs> Doesn't say how long he was in there. I would love to imagine that it was just hours of negotiations over the phone, like Dog Day Afternoon, that movie with Al Pacino, when they're getting on the phone with him. He demanded money. Do you remember in that movie? He demanded money. Do you, do you remember why he wanted that money? to get a sex change operation for his boyfriend, which at the time in cinema was like very edgy to, to put that in there. Sidney Lumet is the director of that movie. It's one of my faves, by the way. I just like to, I say all this because I'd like to imagine there was some phone conversations between him and the men. Like, what? okay, man, what do you want? You, you want, want us to drop off some bags of money? He's like, no, yeah, you know what though? I could really use a, a cigarette, you know? And maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, um, I don't know, a hot pocket or two. I'm a little hungry. I could use a, really like some hot pockets. If you could give me like a, a case of hot pockets and maybe like a, a 10 piece nugget that I think that would be enough for me to come out of here. Yeah. Don't forget the sauces, man. I need sauces for the nuggets.
If you don't bring the sauces, I'm not coming out, all right? And you make sure those Hot Pockets are hot, all right? There's no microwave in here. I want them to be hot and steamy. All right, we will comply with your demands. Uh, if you'll agree to let out a hostage. No, there's no hostages in here. It's just me and my growling tummy, all right? Okay, sir, well, and is there anything else? Well, yeah, maybe maybe a Snapple iced tea, if you could give me a step. I like uh, the peach-flavored ones very good, you know, in the bottle. You know, if you could just drop off one of those. I, I'd probably come out for that. The Yakima police say the suspect is currently in custody, and there was no injury to him, to the officers, or even the community. But what saved the day at the end, the real hero of this story is... Hot Pocket! Hi, my friends and listeners. Maybe you're both my friend and my listener. I just want to thank you for spending a little time with my voice and these weird stories today. Appreciate that. Without you, where would we be? We'd be doing a podcast in a closet for nobody. I mean, can can it get any lower than that? I mean, it's bad enough I'm recording in a closet for somebody. Imagine recording for nobody. Oh, boy. It's just I might as well just sit in a closet for two hours a day. What the heck? Anyways, I digress. I digest. I do both of those things every day, by the way. You should too. Digress and digest. I recommend it. Do them at the same time if you got skills. I don't know. Can you chew gum and walk at the same time? Then digest and digress at the same time, guys. I'm extremely caffeinated per usual. My mind is going so fast and my mouth is moving very, very fast. I don't know what's going to come out, but let's try and end this episode on a high note here. Um, And that is by me saying thank you for sending me stories uh, all over the weekend. Thanks for the emails over the weekend. I'm still getting holiday gifts. Somebody sent me a coffee maker, a blue single cup coffee maker. It is a retro uh, style coffee maker. Super cool. And I don't know who it's from. This is the issue. I don't know who I don't know who it's from. So if anyone want to send me a message on that, that would be a much appreciated because I would like to show my appreciation to this person personally. This person personally? Personally? Personally. I want to per- per- get personal personally. Uh, funnyjones at gmail.com. Or you can call me too and say, it was me. Ha ha. Like a villain. 646-450-2012. Follow me on Instagram, everyone, at funnyjones. You can see what's going on with me. I've been posting some stand-up clips on there. So if you're interested in seeing some of my stand-up, it's on there. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, if you'd like to support the show, go to weirdafnews.com. You can buy me a coffee there. You can join the Patreon there as well. Those are ways to support the show. You can send me a PayPal donation for the holidays. It's not too late. We're still in January. I'm going to keep calling this the holiday, all right? So uh, my PayPal is funnyjones at gmail.com. Or maybe you're just, you don't have the extra coin to do any of that. And that's fine, too. I mean, we're all dealing with stuff today, you know? We're dealing with stuff. We're about to slip into a recession if we're not already there. So uh, although the jobs report that just came out, it seems to be okay. But I mean, some of us are struggling, so that's no problem. It It doesn't cost you a damn thing to tell your neighbor over the fence about the podcast, you know, like what was that sitcom that where they would, the guy would talk over the fence to the man. You never really saw his face. You would just talk to him over the fence and get advice. You could just tell your neighbor over the fence about weird AF news. I don't know if people talk to their neighbors anymore. I think we're all frightened of one another in the U S but maybe you live in a country where you, you can be friendly to your neighbor and you can hang out. Uh, you don't have to worry about your neighbor, um, you know, wanking on your ring doorbell camera. <laughs> In your country, like you have to here. <laughs> yeah, you do. You have to. You have to worry about your neighbor wanking on your on your stoop. 
in the United States. I should just bottle this outro and sell this as my act because I'm saying funnier things in here than I've said who knows how long in the outro, not even during the stories. And the, the outro is funnier than the stories today, I think, because I'm, I'm just riding high, guys. I'm riding high. I love you very much. Please call me. I'm okay. I'm okay. 646-450-2012. I'm okay. I'm really okay.